This week on The 414, it's about content marketing, but specifically tailoring content for B2B audiences to improve audience engagement and accelerate sales. Hi, I'm James Rostance and welcome to The 414. Each week with some of the greatest and most interesting minds in marketing. Joining me today is a woman who specializes in content marketing for the B2B sector with a focus on buyer journeys. Welcome, Anu Ramani. It's a pleasure. So, Hi James, uh, thanks well, for having Anu, me. Could you start by giving me your take on how most marketers are approaching content marketing at the moment, uh, but also how they might be dropping the ball in some way? Sure, sure. I think the, the answer is really simple. Um, marketers are doing a lot more of it. Um, the buyer journey, um, which you just mentioned, hasn't changed. It's a classic, right? So there's awareness, the, then the prospect en engages in information seeking, they gets into the consideration set and then uh, completes the purchase. Now, what has changed is the way that these buyers are engaging with content through this journey now. They prefer to make a much longer, take a much longer time on their own researching content, looking for information and get almost two thirds of the way through the buyer journey before they ever want to pick up the phone or speak to a salesperson. So there's a huge opportunity for companies to, to touch base with customers, to build engagement, to build a relationship through relevant and engaging content. Um, eight in 10, I believe, uh, tech B2B buyers want to uh, look for personalized and engaging content before they start talk to salespeople. And nine in 10 tech B2B companies are actually going out there running content marketing campaigns to engage with these buyers. So a lot more of it is happening. What this naturally means is there's quite a lot of competition out there for your content and the opportunity there is to, to differentiate, to make it relevant, engaging so and really build that relationship. what would you see as uh, the way forward and what uh, would you uh, advise marketers to pay particular attention to? Personalization. Personalization is the number one trend, I think, that is reshaping content marketing um, at the moment. Um, what is happening is that our, our behaviors as consumers um, is bleeding into the way we consume content in a B2B setting. Uh, let me explain. So we are used to, uh, you know, we, we all have Netflix, don't we? No two Netflix home screens are alike. Every person's Netflix home screen is completely tailored to the way they consume content, to what they have done before, and to their preferences. Amazon, Spotify, all of these brands that we engage with, technology brands we engage with, are making us addicted to extremely personalized and relevant content. So we become impatient with content that doesn't absolutely match our needs and our stage in the buying process. Um, so. The good news is that the technology is there now. There's personalization software, marketing automation software, and very clever ways that these technologies play with each other that allow marketers to serve absolutely relevant content that helps okay, people so through their buyer journey. Well, 
I've heard you speak before about uh, championing collaboration. Could you share your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, well, the music industry, right, is an absolutely great example of how collaboration works. Right from the Beatles, and now we've got Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, we've got Beyonce, everybody collaborates. That's because artists have realized that putting two voices together creates better magic sometimes. And this is exactly the same case for B2B brands. Um, budgets are stretched, resources are stretched. So working together in collaboration with a different company within your ecosystem extends your reach, allows you to um, gain a halo effect, provides a, a unique and a more different perspective, um, it uh, helps you to reach new audiences. There's just a, a range of, of, of benefits of, of doing collaboration with different brands within your ecosystem. We all know that collaboration is a pain. As marketers, it's hard enough to create content for your own company, the approval processes, all of those uh, things that need to be done. And it's harder when you're doing it with a different company. But in my opinion, the benefits far outweigh the costs of it. More brands should consider doing uh, collaborative content, collaborative marketing initiatives, and I think the fallout is positive, well, I guess not only for the brands, on but for the consumers. Case, uh, is that influencer marketing in the B2C world is huge, um, but yeah, as you touched, in the B2B world, not so much. Um, so what would you recommend and advise for an approach in working with influencers? Well, you're right. Uh, you think influencer marketing, you think B2C because with, and celebrities have really nailed, I think, the, 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 the fine art of uh, using social media, using Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, to post pictures and to promote brands in the cleverest and the most um, subtle ways possible. In a B2B context, it's a little bit different. You're absolutely right. Um, and, I mean, there's a couple of brands... Uh, in fact, several brands that are doing a great job of it. Um, the idea is to get influencers and not use them in a, you know, directly for sales enablement. It's better to use the influencers and to use the, the fields of expertise and the following of the influencers to achieve slightly different marketing objectives, such as thought leadership engagement for example the the dell uh, trailblazers podcast right with walter isaacson that's a great example um he 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 talks about technology and business innovation in his podcast every single um for every single episode and dell is hardly ever mentioned except to say oh yeah it's sponsored by dell so it's it's more of a halo effect hell do dell doing something to, to help the listeners, to add value to the listeners in some way. Schneider Electric, another great example. They did this terrific series, um, I think it was called Horizons, where they did a series of roundtables with influencers like academics, um, analysts, uh, government bodies around the world, where they just invited customers and just talked about how cities be built. It's really hard to find people who are courageous enough to talk about what the world's going to look like 25 years from today. SAP does it. They have influencers at most of their customer events and they use the social following of these influencers to get 
better visibility and uh, you know uh, a better bang for the buck so to speak so it's a subtle art and the benefits are not so direct in terms of sales enablement but I think there's a very, very what, strong place um, for influence. What do you think are the two uh, opportunities for growth areas uh, that you're the most cited? Let me start that again. So what are the two opportunities of growth areas uh, that you're most excited <laughs> about right now? Okay, uh, the first is voice. I think voice search, Google is expecting that by next year, half of all searches will be voice. I'm not sure the number will be that high, but there's no doubt that voice search is, is, is really taking off in a very big way. And this really changes the way companies must approach uh, search optimized content, right? So no longer do we have the, oh, if I come in the first page of search results, you know, you don't have that. You have to be number one or nothing. Uh, you have to think about different ways in which uh, you optimize for search because um, your, your buyers and your audiences are going to be using natural language. Um, so you can't really be looking at quick phrase searches. You need to really talk to your SEO team and think about how you can start engaging and start owning key, uh, key terms, key phrases, um, and how you can make your, your impact where voice search is concerned. I could talk about this all day, but uh, there's one more trend I think that mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about, which is omni-channel engagement. Again, um, our B2C behaviors bleeding into how we make decisions and how we consume content in the B2B world. Um, as consumers, again, we are absolutely used to, and we expect brands to talk to us consistently pre-sale and post-sale across a range of channels, don't we? Um, whether it is um, you know, on social channels or on, through voice, through phone calls, through email, we want a consistent brand experience. It's the same thing when it comes to B2B uh, tech brands as well. So uh, your audiences want a very consistent, unified approach in terms of the way you talk to them, whether it's on email, whether it's content you provide for them on the website, gated content, social content, etc. And I believe that there is, you know, the, the upside of taking the effort to do this is absolutely huge. I've read, you know, I mean, 90% improvement in retention rates, in loyalty, in engagement levels. It's worth it. It's worth taking that effort to be consistent across channels, repurposing content so it works hard across different engagement channels and providing an omni-channel yeah. kind of an experience uh, to, your, so to your audiences. And finally, what would be uh, your recommendation for B2B marketers to prioritize in either getting a handle on or implementing such an approach? Um, the most advice I can give in general for tech B2B content marketing is, is something that's really basic. It's been around for decades and it is know the audience. Far too often we find that companies are uh, getting into content marketing because they want, you know, they, they recognize that buyer behaviors are changing. We spoke about the buyer journey and they want to be relevant. They want to provide content for it. And it's, it's, tempting for marketers to just jump in and say okay let's do this content let's do we have this to say we have that to say without really thinking about what does your audience want what are they look what are their priorities why are they engaging with the content where are they in the buyer circle um, uh, 
uh, purchase cycle, right? Um, and it is a fact that budgets are stretched. Sometimes brands don't have the budgets to do buyer persona research and all of that. And that's okay. Um, talking to sales, taking part, uh, being there at customer events, trade shows, customer meetings, anything I think marketers can do to get a better handle on their audiences and what they are looking for through content is, is going to be extremely valuable. And it's really going to make the difference um, in terms of conversions, in terms of... Thank you ever so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed you, uh, watching and uh, you'd like to learn some more insights and wisdom from some of the greatest and most interesting minds in marketing every week, then please do subscribe now. You can subscribe via the iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, or visit the414.net for all other subscription options, as well as watching previous episodes. I'm James Rostance. Thank you for watching.